Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, I was recently invited to participate in one of those panel discussions that are so popular these days. The theme of this particular panel was the future of contemporary art. Now, putting aside the improbability of a future contemporary, or I guess the contradiction implicit with the pairing of what seems to be two conflicting temporal conditions, I agreed to participate. Probably because of the title, really. Because it was so vague, because it was so absurd. I mean, vague general themes are always great. It's like being invited to speak about, say, I don't know, like, uh, like uh, speak about the, about the number 12, or, 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 or the political ramifications of the deli pickle or something like that. I mean, you could talk about just about anything. I, I, anyway, I immediately agreed to take part. Look, look, sloppy, dim imprecision is red meat for pontificators like me. It's sort of like a blank intellectual check. The future of contemporary art. I figured, I figured, I figured the future of contemporary art would be in very good hands if, if Timmy got to pop off for, for an hour or two. And besides, it's, it's great exposure. You know, any exposure is good for my business. And, 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 and you always get to write your own bio so that when they introduce you, say, I mean, you can make yourself look like Otto von Bismarck and, and, and they, they don't mind shilling for you because from their perspective, they get to brag that Otto von Bismarck took time off from managing the Prussian Empire just to take part in a panel about the future of, of contemporary art. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Anyway, the panel discussion took place in Venice. Venice, California, a place where 25 years ago, when I first moved to LA, you couldn't even get pizza delivered to that neighborhood because it was, it was way too dangerous. I mean, back then, it was not unusual to find each morning within the considerable litter spread like small rock formations in front of your apartment, things like, 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 like shell casings or, or used condoms or, 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 or hollowed out car antennae or requisitioned as crack pipes. I mean, today, you're more likely to find outdated thumb drives or, or menus for truffle delivery companies or, 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 or posters describing lost kittens with names like Router or Tesla. I mean, the place used to be called Ghost Town, but now, now that part of town goes by the name of Silicon Beach. And sure enough, this symposium, this panel, was hosted by a small startup with the appropriately futuristic name Exdrogeny 3.0. But, but before I accepted the invitation, I looked the place up online to find out exactly what they did. I mean, you, you, you don't know what you, you don't want to attend something that's sponsored by by say a, a company that exports tear gas to Myanmar or a place like that or, or say or say a place that streams your favorite vintage TV sitcoms while brokering the sale of your viewing habits to the Department of Homeland Security. So I checked the place out and and, 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 and when you think of it that way, I suppose I got lucky because extrogeny 
what they do is is well let me here let me uh, let me look it up here Extrogeny 3.0 is dedicated to collapsing the AI, VR, and AR user experience into a genderless, transformative workshop in digital equity. Not bad. I mean, it's not Amnesty International, but it's also not WeChat, so it, it seemed kosher. Anyway, I get there. I get to the headquarters of Extrogeny 3.0, and the place looks looks vaguely familiar. In fact, it looks really familiar. It's got all these really cool, giant roll-up garage doors, and, and inside they've got these floor-to-ceiling, four-foot-wide windows and a bank of irregularly placed skylights that are casting a kind of early-morning amber light on the place. It, it was really... It was really quite striking, even, e even beautiful. Anyway, I'm in there and I'm milling around for a little while and, and suddenly it, 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 it hits me. It hits me. I, I, take away the partition workstations with their identical 36-inch computer screens. Take away the indoor shuffleboard cord and the hypnotic purple jellyfish slithering like lap dancers in their rimless, non-reflective 40-gallon glass tanks. Take away the, the, the two freestanding, industrial-looking cold brew coffee makers next to the do-it-yourself churro machine that, that wasn't working that day. Take, take all that stuff away, and yes, without a doubt, I knew that place. I had been there several times. I had been there actually many times. That space used to be the shared studio of the painter Ebba Book Sacrificiel and her husband at the time, the video artist, Isak Ishmaelian. Yeah. I remember they, 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 they used to have these great parties, especially around Christmas time. They, they, they always had this great food. Isak was a great cook. He used to first smoke and then barbecue these lamb kebabs that were, that were literally, or, or I, I guess figuratively. Well, well, I don't think figuratively does it justice. The, the, those kebabs were literally to die for. Anyway, they eventually split up. I heard that Ebba went back to Sweden but I, but I still see Isak from time to time. His last show was at Farbissen over on uh, La Cienega. It was, it was actually quite stunning. Anyway, the panel, this panel on the future of contemporary art, as, as if such a thing were possible, as, as if such a thing, the future of contemporary art. Anyway, this panel was, it, it was fun. We were on this small stage, there were, there were four of us and, and, and a moderator, and I was very happy they didn't make us sit on those tall director chairs. You know those, those, those kinds of chairs where if you, you don't want your feet to dangle like a, like a, like a child in a high chair, and then you, you gotta cross your legs and, and it gets really uncomfortable after a while, and, and, and when I'm uncomfortable, I have trouble concentrating, and, and then I have to ask the moderator to repeat the question. I mean, I mean, really, I ask them to repeat the question even though the other three panelists have already given their answers. It's embarrassing. Anyway, that, that didn't happen. They had instead these, these kind of plush doctor's waiting room chairs, which have problems of their own. I mean, I, 
I get really comfortable in those chairs, and and and, and I, I tend to slouch in them. And then and then when they take those obligatory photos when the thing is going on, I invariably end up looking like my uncle Vic falling asleep in front of the TV at the Super Bowl. Anyway, the panel was great, and the other panelists were great, and 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 the food was great, and the swag bag was great. It it had it had it had this really cool extrogeny thermos, and it had this really nice magnet, and it had two different kinds of eyeglass screwdrivers, and, and you always need one of those. And it had a and it had a, a cute little phone charger that looked like an electric toothbrush. It it was great. It was really great. And I left the place really happy. And, and I felt that the future of contemporary art was in good hands. And that and that genderless AI was going to make us feel a lot less threatened by the implicit patriarchy of technology. And I was happy about the cool new vegan restaurants in the neighborhood. And I stopped for lunch at a place called The Radish Habit, and it was good. And though I have absolutely no recollection of what any of the panelists actually said, I did feel that it was basically, in the end, okay that artists shouldn't be able to afford really cool studios so close to the beach. Unless unless they could afford it. And, and, and anyway, all these tech companies will probably be washed away in the next tsunami, so they'll get what they deserve too. And, 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 and you, and you, my dear listeners, will also get what you deserve when you agree once again to waste your valuable time listening to Timmy Black and the lives of contemporary artists. <laughs>